Every team, every topic, everywhere. This is Believe. This is Todd Lights, public address announcer for your Los Angeles Dodgers. And now, it's time for the Bleed Los Podcast with your hosts Alonso and Juan. And Alicia Del Valle. With the baby face gimmick in the sky, Roger. Hi everyone and welcome to another edition of the Bleed Los Podcast Live. This week's episode of the podcast is presented by our partners at Ben Online. Bet online is the fastest and the easiest way to wager on all of your favorite sports, contests, and events with the first market odds and lines. Find reviews and news for every league, including Major League Baseball, the NFL, the NBA, the NHL, combat sports, esports, and even golf. Bet online continues to be the online resource for all of your sports information from live in game betting, props, and futures. So if you head on over to Bet Online's website today, which is betonline.ag, and use your mobile device to join today and make your first sports bet if you use our promo code, which is believe B L E A V 50, the number five, the number zero, and you will receive a 50% welcome bonus on your first deposit. Bet online where the game starts. Uh, I wish that this week wasn't as somber as it is. Uh, 1000 Vin Scully Avenue in Los Angeles, California will, uh, will never be the same again. Uh, it's crazy, dude. Growing up, uh, I'm not as old as you guys, no offense. Um, but growing up, the thing that's weird about growing up is things like losing your, your, your childhood idols. For instance, for me, the big one was Kobe. When Kobe died, that, that one was a brutal one because, you know, I was in the, the 99, 2000 series. I mean, I was a kid. Now, in my mid-30s, losing Vin Scully is is losing a piece of my childhood like it brought back a bunch of memories of like my first memories with my dad and you know you know becoming a fan you know all the homies listening to it even though we didn't speak english and didn't understand the english like that you know vin was was a part of that so first and foremost our deepest condolences to vin scully's family uh to everyone with the dodgers organization but it's kind of crazy now in retrospect right because obviously the benefit of hindsight's always 2020 with everything the impact Evans even has even on the young guys today. So I wanted to hear from you guys. I'll start with Alicia. Alicia, <laughs> how are you feeling about the Vin thing and and how, how you know kind of how, how how just what's the vibe? Uh, I don't even know where to start. I cried. Uh, I when it happened, I was in a movie theater. Walked out of the movie theater. Phone was going nuts and. Vin Scully, and you mentioned your childhood. I mean, just for the past, since it's happened, everything you've been hearing about Vin is true. Everybody in Southern California, you don't even have to like baseball, knows and Vin is such a, a part of our lives. Generational in my family, right? Uh, in a lot of families. And uh, the LA Times, the cover, you know, soundtrack of our city. We are so spoiled to have someone like Vin Scully in our lives, in our history books. That'll never happen again. And and to be so good at what he did, you know, on the mic, but also just the humanitarian that he was. 
the kind man, the gentleman, the scholar, the family man. I mean, you don't hear one bad story about Vin Scully. And it's just, what a legacy. So uh, yeah, personally, I, I cried, I, I dreaded it, right? I mean, we've heard that his help was failing, um, stopped tweeting, and, and I just was dreading it. And even though 94 is such a good life, such an excellent life, I just still, you know, you don't want it to happen. Our heroes are immortal. And 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 it, it just, I'm still, you know, I mean, it still makes me super sad. And when I go back to the stadium this weekend and I know I'm gonna cry again because he's been, and yeah. So, I mean, I could just keep rambling. It's, 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 it's a heartbreak. It's a heartbreak. Juanito? Uh, so uh, I was also in the movie theater when I got the news and I was not in the same movie theater that Alicia was together. in. They work together, don't start By the way, Alicia, your hair looks beautiful. I love the shine on it. You forgot uh, to mention her eyebrows, bro. Well, that was going to come later on in the show. Oh, I got I have to pay. I only have like two I, compliments, I, I, so I have to spread yeah, it out, yeah. you know. Uh, so I was in the movie theater and I turned on the my phone and uh, luckily I, it was just uh, Wendy and I were the only ones left in the movie theater because I'm one of those guys that waits until all the credits run. So I turned my phone on and all of a sudden my, my phone blows up and it's message after message. And all of that was like, the first message I saw was from my compadre and all it said was damn Vin. And I knew, I knew immediately when he said damn Vin that he had passed away. So I looked it up and I just like sat there for like a minute. And then all of a sudden I started bawling. I, I and I kept looking at Wendy going, I don't know why I'm crying. I don't know why I'm crying. It's not like I ever met Vin Scully. Right. It's not like, but I, I just, I, and I, and, and she was so great. Uh, you know, she was comforting me, but I just could not stop crying. I got home and I watched the, the tribute that Spectrum, first of all, uh, the the show that Spectrum put on after it, like there was no highlights of the game. It was just all Vin. I did not expect him to go two hours. I was watching until midnight. And I have to say, it was a cathartic experience for me. I didn't realize it, but I was grieving at that time. Watching, listening to the guys that they had come on the show and talk about Vin Scully, I was grieving. So I was just really, really surprised towards my reaction. Uh, and I, I still don't know why I, I reacted that way. I will tell you this. The next day, Wendy went to work and all her co-workers, she works in an office full of women, they were all talking about how their significant others were all crying because Vin Scully died. And they just didn't understand. Like These obviously are men who don't show emotion. So they were very perplexed as to who the hell is this Vin Scully guy that created such a reaction from men? And I, I think that's, that's something that I think a lot of us are, are, I think are talking about, you know, when Vin Scully passes away is just the impact. And I think you mentioned it too, Alonzo, is you realize the impact that he had in the city, because for the first time ever, I think Twitter was not a hellhole. I, I didn't see any, I mean, everything was just 
people expressing grieving, mourning the loss of Vince Scully. What about you, Roger? Yeah, I mean, it was just, it's one of those things like, you know, like, you know, it's going to happen someday, right? And, but even still, it's still like a shock. Like when you hear it, like when we got that text and we saw it, it's like, you just get like, like that gut punch, right? Watching the game and it's like, after that, like I was just watching the game, kind of felt like just kind of like numb, just watching the game, like, like, you know, okay, whatever, whatever's going on, right? And that's kind of, and it's weird, right? Because so many people felt this way. And, you know, I didn't have the honor of actually knowing Ben Scully, but so many of the people that did, and a lot of people like me that never really got to meet him, but we feel like we knew him, like he was, he was a part of our family because, I mean, my entire life, he's been, he's been a part of my entire life. I can say that, you know, truthfully, because since I was a little kid watching baseball games, who was on the TV screen or on the radio, Vince Scully, right? So it's like, that's where it's kind of like, it's, it's so weird. Like just to, to, he was like, you know, people say like a grandpa or an uncle or something like just to lose that person and just everything that he meant to the city. I mean, it's crazy. I mean, just, um, it's, I mean, I think it impacted pretty much, I mean, everybody, even not just baseball fans. Like, you know, he, he did more than baseball, you know, he did football, he did golf. Um, it's just a whole sports thing, just, uh, and like I said, just not even just Dodger fans, just across the country, you know, probably across the world. It's, you know, it's, it's a huge loss. Well, and, and, and so I was in the shower and I got out of the shower and I had a bunch of text messages. It was, it was like, it was late here since I'm an hour ahead of you guys. <clears throat> and I look and I, and first one I got was, you know, damn Vin, kind of like the one that Juan got from a buddy of mine. And, uh, and right there I knew, right. But kind of like with the Kobe thing, like I was driving back from Idaho when, when Kobe passed. And it's one of those that's like, whoa, like Kobe isn't supposed to die. Vince Scully is not supposed to die. And, and yeah, I knew he was 94. Like, let's, let's be frank here. You know, that's a great, that's a great life lived, but you know, 94 is 94. Right. But still, the, you know, even my wife was like, are you okay? Like, are you like, she could tell that I had just cried and she's, and she knows I don't cry. So, you know, what's this leaky substance that's coming out of your face? Are you okay? It's the Seinfeld, it's the Seinfeld episode, yeah. right, Alonso? What is, what is this? What is <laughs> happening? I'm leaking all of a sudden. Yeah. But uh, but at the same time, I watched what, what the homies over at Sportsnet LA did for a little bit. And that well done, by the way, with yeah. with how quickly they put it together, you know, and, and also classed by the San Francisco Giants. Yes. You know, it, it turned out that they went into uh, the, the press box because, the, you know, they wanted to put something up on, on the Jumbotron there at AT&T Park, but they didn't want to because they didn't know if the players knew. They didn't know, you know, all those things. So so first and foremost, class, class, you know, all things considered, you know, it's a rivalry, but still class all along. But I remembered that story that Vin talked about before he, he retired about how, you know, if God willing, if it all pans out, he'll go during a Dodgers-Giants game. And the irony of that was like, you know what? If, if there's a guy that's going to pull that off, it's going to be Vince Scully. Because you know as soon as that dude was leaving, everyone was sad, but he, you know he said something eloquent to everyone around him about how, hey, we'll, we'll be back together, friends, and we'll see you again. So he, and, and that's just that's Vince Scully in a nutshell, right? But to, he made everyone feel like a friend even though you never met the guy. And that, that, that's huge. And it's funny because today uh, I, have, I have someone I work with here. She's super younger than I am. And she was like, hey, who's this Vince Scully guy that uh, everyone's talking about? And, you know, she's like, she's 20. So let's be fair here. 
and I had to explain it to her and she's like, dang, you know, that's kind of a, a big, you know, a big deal, but they haven't really had anyone for this generation. That's like a Vince Scully, right? You know, yeah, there's Joe Davis, but, but there isn't Vince Scully. There isn't Bob Shepard. There isn't the original Joe Buck. You know what I mean? So, so it's, yeah, man, it's, it's weird. Growing up's weird and I absolutely hate it. So, but either way, we, we're, we're doing a show on Monday that's just going to be all about Vin. And I'm really looking forward to the guests that we're going to have uh, talking about Vin. So uh, so join us. If you're joining us on the live here, uh, we'll stop the pity party and, and the crying party because Alicia there just fixed her comments. eyebrows. There are some comments. Yeah, I was going to say, if you're chiming in, uh, uh, send over the comments. Uh, and to Simeon's point, 100% right. Felt like we were losing a friend. Um, and if you are going to the game, on uh on uh, tomorrow, tomorrow get there early because there's going to be a tribute to vin parking's going to be a pain in the ass so definitely get there early and and just take it all in because uh because the dodgers also have done a fantastic job even though they're not a dodger stadium of of doing a tribute there for vin too you know they did the the corona there with uh with where vin's uh, uh vin's name is there on the on the loge and even that's just been classy. So I, I can't only imagine how classy everything's going to be tomorrow. So so get there early. Chime in, though, for sure. Uh, we we, we want to have all the interactions today because the next thing we're going to talk about is uh, what happened on Tuesday. Hey, remember that time I told you guys Juan Soto wasn't going to be a Dodger Juan? <laughs> yeah, I remember. I remember. Do, do, do you remember? Well, now he's a Padre. Yes. And, uh, and I'd also said he was probably going to be a Padre, too. And and uh, it turns out the whole reason that he's a Padre is no one was going to outbid AJ Preller, uh, but they also got Josh Bell, so they 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 actually turned a a negative into a positive, and they also got some other guy named Josh Hader, who I don't think anyone really knew he was on the market. That deal came completely out of nowhere, and uh, and and now the Padres have, have kind of stacked up. Let's be real, the see the, they're not going to win the division. They're they're too far back. There's no chance. They're, unless the Dodgers suck. There is no chance they're going to win the division, but now the little brother to the south is making some noise. So I kind of wanted to hear your your take on uh, on what the Padres did. One look, the Padres won the trade deadline. I mean, they did what they had to do. What was the one thing that the the, the show pod struggled with was offense, and so they got something. And to be fair, Alonzo, you did say he's going to the Padres or he's not getting traded at all. Yeah. Yeah. So you hedged your bet. You're a good gambling man. And that's probably something you learned from Bet Online. Well done. So, any, uh, <laughs> so the fact that they got Soto, but the fact that they got Josh Bell, that's the one where I'm like, damn, man. Because not only that, but we even talked about Brendan Drury that they got. So now all of a sudden, they stretched out their lineup. Hosmer, who had been struggling, is no longer there. Right. So now you ha and that these hasn't even come back yet. Right. So, I mean, that lineup is going to be stacked and their pitching is good too. Hater. It's so funny. If you look at the numbers with Hater, Hater almost had the same numbers as Rogers. Yeah. So the fact that they were able to flip them for that, I, I, I found that interesting. I think what the show pods did, it, it, it excited me because the national league playoffs, are going to be brutal and yeah. and the fact that with the new playoff system for those of you who don't know yet right you got four uh you're going to have three wild cards and then the the team that's the third division record uh winner with the worst record is going to be in this round they don't reseed 
So whoever wins the National League East, I think is going to dodge a bullet in the second round because they're either going to get Milwaukee or one of the other uh, wild card winners. I haven't heard but the Dodgers, so long. <laughs> but the Dodgers, they're going to either end up getting the Mets, the Showpods, or the Braves in the second round. And by that's the way, a Braves team that loaded up too. Exactly. So I mean, that's. I, I know this is the first year they're doing it, but may and the reason why they did it is they didn't want the top seed having to face a division winner. But I think maybe towards the down the line we're going to have to revisit this and maybe do a reseed because yeah. the fact that the Dodgers are going to get either the Mets, the Braves, and the Show Pods in the second round just sucks because the Padres have that loaded lineup. The Braves, I think, are just a very well balanced team. You know, and you saw what they did to us last year, right? And the Mets, the Mets have Scherzer and DeGrom. And everybody goes, oh, whatever, they don't have enough offense. Let me remind you of something. The Nationals had two guys named Scherzer and Strasburg, and they basically beat us with two guys. So having two horses can matter. So I am very excited in the American League. It's obvious it's going to be the Astros and the Yankees. I, I I mean, I know the Twins made some moves, but what the Astros and the Yankees did, I, look, you just go ahead and just skip forward to the ALCS. But the National League, man, the National League playoffs are going to be a gauntlet. I, I want to acknowledge some of the comments that we've got uh, here. <laughs> uh, our boy Efren is back. Uh, Efren coming from San Francisco, uh, letting us know the Dodgers have arrived and they'll be ready for the series tomorrow at the show pods. Uh, our boy, my boy, my boy, Sports Empire. I'm with you, Sports Empire. I, I too, am very surprised not only how Vin Scully's death affected me, but how it has affected others. And then that guy, Philip Lopez. Hey, guy, I'm surprised you're watching and not watching the Raiders because I hear the Raiders are winning like 125 to nothing right now. So congratulations, uh, they're about to win the preseason. Exactly. We're preseason champs. So uh, I'm going to Alicia, take it from there. What was your reaction to the trades? Um, okay. So I would like to defend myself. Uh, Alonso. I didn't. Yeah. Eyebrows look great. The du- <laughs> Magnificent eyebrows. Yeah. Eyebrow game on fleek. We're going to have to tell everybody why. The inside joke. No, 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 no. Um, We're just. I didn't want Soto. I didn't want to give up what the Padres gave up. Uh, I was talked into it with the last time we were together because, you know, generational, once in a lifetime. And I'm like, well, okay, that's cool. Um, But we are on, we are spoiled, Dodger fans. I feel like every time we start panicking, it's because we're so used to winning. We're so used to being there in the playoffs. I think we're going to be just fine. The Padres are not our rival. Can we just at least like enjoy how the Dodgers just swept the Giants again? They have not done this to the Giants since like the seventies. I don't remember ever dominating like this. Like I'm just so. I think it was 1974. I think. Yeah, I don't. Just to clarify, I don't think any of us on here said we wanted Zotto. 
What we're saying is of the options that were out there in the trade deadline, if you're going to go after somebody, go after Soto because Otani was not available. And in my opinion, there wasn't a pitcher that was going to be a difference maker. Now, the Mariners gave up a lot to get Luis Castillo. I don't think anyone expected the Mariners to go that hard to get Castillo. Honestly, to tell you the truth, Alicia, I don't think the Dodgers were in on Soto as hard as everyone says. I think Rizzo used the Dodgers to raise the price on Soto to make A.J. Preller pay up. What do you think? Well, yeah, I mean, some people have better agents, much better than my former agent. But um, <laughs> I... I... 911, I'd like to report a murder. <laughs> you never saw that bus coming. I, no, I, no I'm happy for all parties involved. I truly believe that the Dodgers are where they are supposed to be. They, We are just stacked with talent. We are waiting for our injured birds to come back. Like it's going to be fine. Now, is it exciting? Yes. Yeah. Um, especially because the Padres, they really want to be our rival. And is it going to be exciting this weekend? Hell yeah. But it's still not something that I'm worried about. I mean, remember the beginning of last season, how the Padres fans was that when they were making the rap songs? I mean, where's the new rap song now that Soto is there? Like, oh, it's coming. I'm it's sure coming. they're going to make one. They're going to make a one. coming. I'm sure. It's entertaining. It's not a rivalry. I did not want Soto. Um, I do remember the last time Soto was here, the Dodgers held him to two hits. So I'm not, you know, is he great? Yes. Do we need him? No. You see my difference? Like, no, I no, no. And, and I'm glad we didn't have to give up as much as the Padres gave up. And you know what? I, I'm not like an idiot. I respect what the Padres have done because it does, you know, they're going all in, right? Yes. They want to win now. They're not waiting for the farm system to come through. Like, and respect. So this is going to make it more fun, more entertaining. Absolutely. But I'm definitely not worried. The Dodgers are the Dodgers. And, and especially, you know, we were just talking about win, win for Vin. Like this is, it's all this season. It, it's, it's supposed to happen and it's on its way. Roger. Look at him chomping at the bit. Come on, baby face. I mean, when you look at ultimately what the Padres paid for Soto, I mean, if Soto is going to be that guy, right, for the next 10, 15 years, you know, it's nothing, right? I mean, they gave up Mackenzie Gore, C.J. Abrams, you know, Hassel, a couple, a couple other guys, right? But what Soto's supposed to be, yeah, it's probably not, not a lot, right? I mean, if I, I think what they were asking of the Dodgers, you know, we always kind of think that what they're asking of the Dodgers, I think probably is higher because I think probably some of the Dodger prospects, like I'm sure they're asking for Miguel Vargas, right? We already saw Miguel Vargas come in, come up already, and already start producing. We know the guy that Miguel Vargas is going to be. And I will say that Miguel Vargas is probably going to be better than any one of those Padres prospects at the end of the day. So I'm glad that they they wouldn't ship out someone like Vargas. But yeah, I mean, it's cool for the Padres to to reload and try and make a a wild card run. You know, and it's for the wild card. And and good thing it's two out of three this year because if it would have been previous, it would have been one game. They would have made all these moves for one game. You know, and... You know, who knows what's going to happen in the wild card. But, you know, we'll, we'll get a preview this weekend. You know, yeah, they still don't got Tatis. You know, and that's that's another thing, too, Tatis. How many how many years has he been up? Like four or five years now? And how many years has he been injured? 
He, he always gets injured in every year. And he's one of those cases, too, where they're kind of fluke injuries or, you know, these weird things. But that's the thing. That happens to certain players. They just get these fluke injuries. And Tatis is one of those guys that's shown he gets hurt. So that's another thing to consider with the Padres. You know, you don't know if you're going to have him at the end of the year. You know, so, um, you know, we'll see. I mean, it, it's going to be exciting. But, you know, I, I'm still not – I still think the Dodgers are, are – are going to be on top, and I'll say it right now. Dodgers are winning two out of three this weekend, so. Look, I'm not going to let you talk about that these like he's a scrub, dude. I was old enough to remember when he hit one out of Dodger Stadium. The the guy is good. I'm now, not, there's a, I, I, there's a validity a to I'm your saying, injury. I'm he has, he has, he's got these fluke injuries, and that's. And, and, and it happens, but if he's healthy, dude, that guy's a good player, and yeah. that's a guy who could hurt your he, he's hurt a your good team. Player, but has he really hurt the Dodgers? Where it's, where it really he hurt? hit one out of the stadium. No, where it hurted, where it actually hurt the Dodgers to beat the Dodgers, where it mattered. He hasn't. Right, but here's baseball, dude. Baseball's a team sport, right? It's not like it's basketball where all of a sudden Tatis is going to take over the game. Yeah. Tatis has a much different lineup now that he's surrounded by than the last time the Dodgers saw the Padres in the playoffs. All I'm saying, man, is there's nothing wrong with acknowledging that the team is good. Yeah, they're good. They're good. But do I think they're going to beat the Dodgers? No, hell no. I'm a Dodgers <laughs> fan, dude. I'm not going to say that they're going to beat the Dodgers because they're not. Okay, that, that that's fine. I, I will say this. I and I said it on Twitter. I think the Nationals got fleeced. I honestly yeah. think they got fleeced. And and good for AJ Preller because the thing is, is I think it was Efren that said it that it wasn't that they couldn't get outbid. AJ Preller wasn't going to get outbid. Whatever that that deal was gonna happen, no matter what. It's the reporting is is that the, the word on the street is that they wanted Tony Gonsolin as a part of that deal, and the Dodgers just weren't gonna do it. Cool. And and here's the thing. Again, I said it. The Dodgers don't need Juan Soto. They don't need him. They still don't need him. Do they need Josh Bell? No, because Freddie Freeman's the first baseman for the next six years. So at the end of the day, it was it was attrition, right? There was other needs that the Dodgers needed, and that's why they didn't go out and do that deal. Good for the Padres, because obviously they needed they were they can't develop talent, and that's that's the thing, right? Is the Dodgers have kind of reset the market as far as what expectation is from an organization for how you develop talent? Because if you go look at the top twenty right now of all the Dodgers prospects, holy shit, like they're all good. And there's some guys that come out of the woodwork like Gavin Stone. We, we keep disparaging Gavin Stone's poor name because no one's heard of this guy. But it's that's how good the Dodgers are. They, they, they have all this talent that they develop. And the Padres you, were – oh, go ahead. I was going to ask you, do you really think the Dodgers were in on it? Like part of me thinks if they really wanted Soto, they would have given the Nationals what they wanted. If, if you – Andrew Friedman himself said it. If there's a generational talent yeah. like a Juan Soto available, you at least make the call. Hey, what's it going to take for us to do a deal? You make the call, right? And they already have a proven track record of doing business with the Nationals. So there's already a relationship there. So you make the call and you just find out and you put out the feeler. If they come back with, hey, we want your top five and Tony Gonsolin and Justin May, see ya. Like, we're not talking yeah. anymore, bro. But, I mean, at the same time, you at least make you make you do the diligence. And once you do the diligence, if it's not going to be a fit, it's not going to be a fit because here's the thing. Juan Soto still has to sign an extension at some point, right? Whether it's next year, whether it's the year after that, at some point you got to sign an extension. And Andrew Friedman himself said it. You have to look at the future when you're making those sorts of deals because of Juan Soto, if he's going to be as good as they're saying he's going to be, which 
I think if the general consensus is that will be how good he's going to be, that's going to be a $40, $50 million a year guy if he wants a short deal, right? Do the Dodgers really want to pony up $40, $50 million a year for five years for a guy? I don't know. I don't know. I don't know if they would, but that's the, that's the risk assessment, right? So that's what the Padres have to deal with now. They have to pay that guy at some point, and they have to sort that out. They're going to have to pay Josh Bell because we already kind of know what Josh Bell's supposed to be too, right? Go ahead, Alicia. Um, I totally just want to agree with Philip Lopez. Now we can focus on locking up Trey. Pay yeah. Trey. Like, let's do this already. No, and, I agree. And um, let's start treating Urias a little better. Well, and here, and, and, <laughs> well, the point I was going to make is sometimes the best trades that you make are the trades that you don't do. And right. I think in this case, this was the best case scenario because not only was it too much, but also you have other guys in the pipeline. Miguel Rodriguez came up, right? Yeah. And my man said so himself. I want to hit a home run on my first at bat. He almost did. In most, in, in in 29 other stadiums, that's a home run. Yeah. So so and he stole a bag right after he got that ground yeah. rule double. So that I think, awesome. so I think it's I think the farm is okay. And we've said it, you know, with with having those guys on here, with even how they carry themselves, the Dodgers are going to be okay. I'm not worried about that. At the end of the day, though, I agree. They need to pay Trey. And if they don't pay Trey because he doesn't want to be here or whatever the case may be, at the end of the day, it's a business, that's fine. But they, they at least have to have to try to lock him up. I mean, it's going to market. There's no, there's no chance they're going to try to sign an extension now unless they give him a groundbreaking offer like how they did kind of like a Mookie Betts situation. But I, I, I just don't see that happening with, with everything the way that it is, at least right now. I know that maybe might seem a little gloom and doom, but at the end of the day, that's the best shortstop in baseball at me. If you want, I don't care. <laughs> uh, I, I was curious though. I want to ask you guys about Joey Gallo. I, I jokingly said that they might get Joey Gallo and damn it. They called me on my joke. They got Joey Gallo. Uh, we, we, th- before we talk about him as a Dodger, Michael K kind of went in on him the other night uh, talking about how, more or less, you know, he didn't feel like he, he could safely walk around on the streets. And, you know, the fans were kind of brutal with him. Alicia knows this firsthand because New York is its own. That's its own beast. It's brutal. Uh, I kind of wanted to hear from you guys, like, what kind of your take was on that? And do you think it was kind of out of line? Juan? You know, th- that was the first thing I thought. And then I was talking to my compadre. And my compadre asked me a very good, uh, I think he brought up a good point. What was Michael K asked before he gave that answer? Because if Michael K was directly asked, do you think the fans ran uh, Gallo out of New York? Then I can understand. I, I still feel like, dude, you don't have to go in that hard on the guy. I mean, the guy's having a brutal season. He's not even on the team anymore. Like, why, why do you have to make that parting shot? Um, but it, and anybody saw, and I know Babyface. I know you read that that interview that he gave. I felt so sorry for Gallo. I was just like, and this was before I knew he was coming to the Dodgers. I was like, just get him out of there. Just get him to another team. To, and for those of you who haven't read the interview with Gallo, he basically said he doesn't leave his apartment in New York because he's afraid of what people are going to say to him. I've seen the videos on social media. There was one video where a guy's on the phone going like, watch, watch, he's going to strike out. He's going to strike out. And Gallo strikes out, and it's like they're making fun of the guy. And, and it's like, look, we've seen it with Max Muncie, right? And I think Muncie and Gallo is a perfect comparison. Does anybody think Muncie is struggling because of a lack of effort? The guy is trying. 
Yeah. It just happens. Baseball is a cruel game. Baseball doesn't make any sense. Now, the one thing I am grateful for is that Dodger fan has not treated Max Muncy, even though I do see a couple of tweets of people saying Muncy needs to go down. But I've never, I haven't seen anything super heinous towards Muncy. And it seems like Gallo was doing it. Go ahead, Alicia. Maybe that's because we don't allow booing our own team at Dodger Stadium, <laughs> unlike New York and Philly. It's true. Like, that's what I don't want that precedent. I don't want it to be normalized. You guys think I'm kidding, but look at how the empathy we have for this guy. You think he wants to be the slump, like the bum, like the mush? No. Every guest we've had on that's either played or worked on the field with the players, do they not say the same thing? They're human. And do yeah. you think that New Yorkers did right by their guy, by booing him, like, heckling him when he left his apartment how is that helpful i feel so bad for the guy and i'm hoping that this is a better change of scenery it's happened before right you go to a new place and and you get the dodgers know what they're doing they obviously saw something and if it doesn't work out i mean what are they gonna they didn't lose you know the farm literally i don't know i just feel like like today did you guys see how they got him out at home. And I felt so bad for him because how great would that have been? Why did Dino send him? Like he, he, got, just... he got ahead already, though. So, Because <laughs> well, that's Dino. That's Dino. Look, Dino, Dino's, Dino's aggressive. Dino's, Dino's aggressive. Dino, and it took a good throw to get him out. Yeah. Know your audience. I mean, he's not the fastest dude. It wasn't Turner. It wasn't Mookie. Like, <laughs> I'm just – and again, you know, I, I have nothing but love for Dino. I'm just saying – Let's get this guy, put him in situations where he remembers what it's like to be successful because that's the culture of the Dodgers organization. Am I wrong? That's what they no. do. No. I, Baby I, face, I, what? I said this to someone the other day. I think Gallo's going to be Muncie 2.0. I, I, I honestly think that because the Dodgers fixed Max, and it's not like Max was a scrub, right? He's talked about it. Joey Gallo isn't a scrub either. I mean, that dude hit 40 bombs, I think, two years ago. So – He's not a scrub. Go ahead, Roger. No, I mean, he's hit forty home runs twice, I think, in his career. Yeah. So I mean, he can hit. He can hit. Um, and they already said that the Dodgers hitting instructors already found some stuff in him, and they're already working with him. So uh, he's gonna do. He he's not. I don't think he's gonna perform like he did in New York. Right. You know, and I don't think he's a high average guy either. No. But I think he's gonna get his knocks. You know, he's gonna he's gonna be more of what we used to seeing Joey Gallo. Um, but, um, but yeah, I mean, I think just in New York, it was just brutal for him. And I think that just got to his head. Like every time he went out there, like, you know, we talk about like yips. I think it was a yips, like kind of for a hitter, right? Like he just went up there and he knew, oh man, if I do something bad, if I strike out, they're going to get on me. And it was probably just in his head. And now he gets the first start, you know, comes to LA, you know, much better town, you know, the best coast, obviously. So I think, you know, you know, if he gets to see, if he gets the support out here from the fans, I think we're going to see a different Joy Gallo. And it's know, a low gonna... risk, high reward deal, straight up. It's yeah. a low risk, high like reward that. deal. And um, Sports Empire, <laughs> booing separates the strong from the weak. They oh, Sports Empire, you fucked up, bro. You fucked up, bro. What? That's like a bully thing, kind of. Like who does <laughs> that? Uh, no, you don't kick people when they're down. Bullies do that, right? So, dude is already down. He's like. How to, to hear with, again, having to hide in your apartment because the people, 
can I just say the last Dodger game I went to, there were Yankees fans, and it was when we lost to the Nationals. Yankees fans came to the game, and they started heckling us as we were leaving the game, like, you guys are terrible. You can't even beat the last place Nationals. And I was like, this is why, this is why I never want to be like Yankees fans. And now you're you're trying to say that booing separates the strong from the weak. No, 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 my friend. Do you need a hug, Sports Empire? Do you need a hug? I'll, I'll give you a hug for sure. I, I, I will say <laughs> this. There are some people, though, some players who strive on that kind of animosity. And, and if not, wa watch watch uh, The Last Dance where Michael Jordan is making up bullshit stories that he was disrespected just so he could find motivation. And then there are other people that just don't. I, I think you could probably say Broxton, uh, former Dodger. I don't think he reacted well. Well, maybe it's because Matt Stairs ended his career. But God damn it, Juan. I mean, all I'm... God damn it, Juan. <laughs> By the way, Sports Empire, I felt that too. I want to read his comment to Alicia. Damn, I felt like she was going to slap me from the screen. No, so, no, she was uh, going to come through and do some jujitsu. We didn't even know It's a good did. thing this isn't 3D, huh, Sports yeah. Empire? That's what a bully would do. I wanted to hug you, Sports Empire. It's going to be all right. You don't have she's, to bull people lying. when they're already. But, but, but that being said, though, <laughs> do you guys think, I, I think Gallo is better defensively than Jake Lamb, but yeah. of the actual moves that the Dodgers made, getting Chris Martin, I think, is, is a move that helps the bullpen, right? The Gallo one was a little bit of a, a head scratcher, and I agree, Alonzo. It's, it's got a high reward. But to me, if I, if they would have kept Jake Lamb, I, I would have been okay with that. Well, the head-scratcher for me is trading Mitch White. That one was mm. a bit of a head-scratcher because of how high, how openly high up they were with him. That, that, was, that was a bit of a head-scratcher because if I guess if you can point out a weakness with the Dodgers, it's pitching, right? So that, that one was a bit of a head-scratcher to me, but I agree. I, I, mean, you know, I mean, but if, if you needed the roster spot, so you had to move on from Jake Lamb. And that, right, and but you move. think that's what Mitch White was, right? Yeah. Wasn't it just to free up space on the forty man? More or less, yeah, yeah, yeah. I mean, I, I'm, I'm, I get it, but I don't. At the same time, that one's interesting to me, just because the Dodgers don't really—that's not a Dodgers move, I guess I should say. What if, what if they wanted a veteran presence? There are a lot of young players, right? And if our guys that are like a, a if our guys don't come back from injury and we have a bunch of younger players in there, maybe having an older guy in there helps. No, yeah, no, you're right. That's right there. The million dollar question, Alicia, and what I think this season is going to be remembered for the guys that they're expecting to come back. What if they don't come back or they don't come back to form? <clears throat> And I'm oh, talking about slap you too, bro. No. <laughs> I'm, I'm talking about, Hey man, I know nobody wants to talk about it. I know everybody I know. thinks we, and nobody here underperforms. We're going to just completely ignore the seasons that Mike's Muncie or Cody Bellinger are having. That's baseball. Okay. You're not going to be perfect. You're not going to do what you're supposed to do every year. Like, Hey, what happened to Trey Turner in the postseason last year? I thought yeah. Trey Turner was going to completely rake in the postseason. And he had a horrible postseason. That was weird. And you're going to tell me, oh, well, Trey Turner sucks? No, he doesn't suck. He just had a bad postseason. I think it's unfair to expect that these guys coming back from injury 
aka Max Muncy, to all of a sudden go back to the form that they're going to need to be at in the postseason. In the postseason, it's a completely different game. The intensity is up to here, you know? So that's what I'm concerned about. I mean, let's get into it. We still got time. Kershaw going down. Now we're one less starting pitcher. Are you guys confident that we can rely on Gonsolin and Tyler Anderson in the playoffs? Tyler not Anderson, not, not the rest of the season, right. in the playoffs. Urias, you've got three right there. Well, yeah, yeah. So, I mean, I was going to say Tyler Anderson, yes. I think Tyler Anderson has convinced me that it's a yes. And the reason I say that is because after the All-Star break, sometimes some guys get, you know, because they took a few days off, whatever, you know, the All-Star hoopla, whatever, they break in the routine. Tyler Anderson came out and was lights out. So that for me, that that's go. And then Julio Diaz. You have Julio Diaz, who, who I think established himself as probably the, the, the ace, if not 1A, 1B with him and Kershaw. Obviously, the Kershaw thing, that sucks. That absolutely sucks because and he's been pitching out of his mind. Right? What was that? We don't know how serious it is. No, yet. and I hope it's not serious. I mean, listen, I'm 36 <laughs> and my back hurts just because. So I can only imagine, <laughs> I can only imagine for a guy like that um, you know, hopefully it's nothing major and it's a quick one. I, I will say this. I didn't get a chance to go see Dustin May pitch yesterday since he's here in, in, in my in my town. But uh, all things considered, if he really needs one more start for a rehab start, he, he's okay. And that that I, I'm all for that. Granted, going from AAA pitching to major league pitching, situations obviously different. But based on, like, the videos that we've seen of his stuff, it's electric. And that's the Dustin May that everyone kind of knows and loves, right? So I'm that I'm not. But the Kershaw thing, though, I hope it's nothing serious. I, I really hope it's nothing serious because that would absolutely suck because he was kind of having, you know, he was having kind of a, a resurgence, if you will, right? Especially with all the injuries and all the stuff. And, oh, that just sucks. Uh, Alicia, go ahead. Oh, are you saying because you're getting a Raider update? Yes, because I, I don't care about the <laughs> Thank you, Simeon. <laughs> He's giving us a score update. Raiders 20, Jaguars 3. Shout, uh, shout out to, uh, to to all the Jaguars fans, all three of them. <laughs> <laughs> Ouch. <laughs> um, yeah, you know, it, I, I just don't want to panic. We're all going to wish, you know, Kershaw a speedy recovery. Hopefully it's something that – this chiropractor could work out. I mean, I don't know if he sees a chiropractor. I'm just saying we shouldn't panic until we know exactly what's going on. I'm very comfortable with our three pitchers we just mentioned. Um, we have other pitchers coming back. And I just I keep falling back to the Dodgers know what they're doing. I, I, I mean, I'm not going to panic yet. I'm just going to hope he gets better. And I'm going to, like, ride on Urias's coattails because how long have we been saying like dude put some respect on his name and he's earning it like he's doing so well I'm really I'm really excited for him happy for him I I mean no one was even asking for him to be placed on the all-star he didn't have the exact numbers before the all-star break but he does now doesn't he so just keep that going bro just keep that going well that's why I wanted to go to Alicia first because you know she remember last week when she was having a panic attack right yeah. here on this very show. So I wanted to see if uh, if if her magnificent eyebrows were having a panic attack. <laughs> uh, also, another name that we shouldn't disrespect either is Tony Gonsolin. Tony Gonsolin is granted that you know the whole workload thing, whatever. 
at some point he was going to have to get the workload in regardless whether it was this year, next year, the year after, whenever. So I'm, I'm, I'm willing to ride that horse as long as it, it, it continues to be a, a, you know, a relatively smooth ride, if that makes sense. But at, at some point they were, I mean, they said the same thing about ODS, right? That worked out. Okay. So I'm not overly worried about as far as that goes. Cause at some point you have to do it. You have to, you have to unload the bullets one way or the other. Roger, well, how do you feel about the rotation? So I think, I mean, losing Mitch White, I think is, is, is huge now. Um, you forgot because, to say the greatest 66 ever. You've yeah, been saying I was, it. I was, I, was getting to, I was getting at the greatest number 66 in Dodgers history. But what would I ask you, please? To lose him now, I, you know, not knowing what's going to happen with Kershaw, um, I think now we're going to see Pepio come back up. Yeah. And I think we're going to see Miller. Bobby Miller's probably going to show up in the next couple of weeks. So I think that's what's going to balance it out if we if Kershaw's out, you know, until September. Um, you know, hopefully it might be just what he had earlier in the season. He was out, what, five weeks? So another five, six weeks maybe. And we get him back at the end of, you know, September. Um, best case scenario. Um, but if not, like I said, we're going to see – we'll probably see Pepio up again, and I think we'll see Bobby Miller this time around. Hey, Babyface, if they bring up Pepio, you know, this year they had the limit of the number of times that you can bring him up and send him down. What number would this be for Pepio? I think he's already like at three or four, right? See, I think this would be three. So if they get to five with him, does that mean they have to keep him on the roster for the yeah. rest of the season? They yes. got to keep him or DFM. DFM, yeah. Wow. So, see, th- this is That's like... why I think they're going to call it Bobby Miller and not Pepio, if I'm being honest. Look, I, I know that this is not – don't panic, and it's not a panic situation. No. But these are things that I think can show up later on, okay, because you still have to take it easy with Heaney because Heaney's another ticking time bomb because you don't know what's going on with his shoulder, right? So what are they going to do come Kershaw's next spot in the rotation? They may bring up Pepio. What I'm concerned about is now you're going to be forced to using your bullpen, a bullpen who's already taxed, you know, and now we are in August. We're getting to September. You guys love to trash him. I don't know if I can defend him anymore, but the Craig Kimbrell thing sooner or later is going to have to be addressed. Yes, they beat the Giants. I feel like the dude, what all of a sudden a left-handed hitter comes up and he 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 just can't he can't seem to put hitters away and do you want that going into the playoffs so th- that's my concern is you're going to have starts between now and the end of the year where you have guys going four innings and now you're going to have to use your bullpen 5 6 7 8 9 you're going to have to use them you know more and then by the time they get to the playoffs we saw it last year we saw guys get gassed. So that's what I'm saying is like, okay, on the surface, this injury, the Dodgers can survive it. They can survive it because they have such a big lead. But this kind of show, stuff I feel shows up then in the playoffs. No? Well, let me ask you this. I asked this hypothetical to someone the other day that was that was crying about Craig Kimbrell. What should they do with Craig Kimbrell? I, I really don't know because they – I, I – I, I know, Babyface, you, you had talked about, like, maybe we got to start looking at Evan Phillips to, to start closing games. Uh, now, the thing is, and, and we've heard this before, and Alonso, you could probably speak to this better because you're a pitcher. The mentality that you have to have to, have to be a closer 
you know, is that real? Is that yes. a legitimate thing? 100%. I could, I, I could never be a closer. There's no chance. You have to be borderline crazy. <laughs> so do we put Evan Phillips in that situation to see if he can handle it? And then what are you going to do? You're going to have Kimbrell there. Then all of a sudden, I, I think the same thing happened in Chicago last year with the White Sox. When they traded for Hendricks, then they moved Kimbrell to the eighth inning to be the setup man. And I don't think it improved his performance any. I mean, well, I think what, what you do with Kimbrough is they're either going to they're either going to put him down, you know, in, in low leverage situation, or they're going to IL him to get let him get in some work. Or and, and if you put someone like Phillips in, there, I mean, Phillips, the last two games he got out of some crazy situations. It was like bases yeah. loaded, no outs, and he got out like two times. So right. Phillips has been the guy that he's kind of taken over maybe that training spot. Yeah, where, where you need to get those outs, that's who they're they're leaning on. It's Phillips, right? Um, so I mean, there yeah, there's been calls. People want to see him start closing, but I think with with Kimbrough, it's it's you know they got to just maybe start pitching him in the sixth and the seventh, just low leverage, go out there get outs, or we're gonna hear he's on the IL for something and let him let him work work. How soon do you think that happens? I mean, you would think it's gonna happen like real. I mean, yesterday and today. I mean, he. Well, yesterday's game more. I mean, he almost gave that game away, and then today they got a double and then a wild pitch. I mean, that wasn't such a big deal today, but just it's consistent. Like, he, he doesn't have a clean inning. It's just like he'll get one out, he'll right. even get two outs, and then he'll get like two or three guys on. Yeah. So so it, something's got to be done with him. Um, he's got to get confidence, too. I mean, we're going to be the middle of August, right. you know. You can't just, okay, all of a sudden, he needs to get that confidence confidence again going into the playoffs if, he, if he's going to be the closer. Yeah. Alicia, you're, you're the uh, the voice of positivity here. I know that baseball, uh, 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 what's the word I'm looking for? Like the closer stuff, all that stuff, you know, the nerding out, as you call it, uh, isn't necessarily your specialty. But I'm just curious, since you're the, uh, the Paula Abdul of the show, uh, <laughs> what do you think they should do with Craig Kimbrell? Um, I just listening to you guys just now there's not much they can do we've got to you know write it out with the dodgers they brought him in for a reason he's up there in talent i don't know like babyface just mentioned that the options are you know minimal it is august i know but i just hope that it all comes together when it's supposed to like you guys mentioned some people thrive at booze some people thrive you know, with cheers, who knows what we're going to get. I mean, you brought up Trey Turner one. The playoffs are a different beast, right? I'm yeah. still confident, more confident in somebody who has that experience like Kimbrough than a newbie. I just am. So, look, look, Trey Turner's per, uh, performance last year in the playoffs surprised the hell out of me. Same. And, same. and that just, that kind of stuff, and this is why... I'm just not confident. I know you guys love to call me the Prince of Darkness, but it, it's baseball, dude. None of this stuff makes sense. You know, when stuff like this happens, it just, you're like, uh, of course this happened. I mean, look, when Joey Gallo got traded, all I saw from Yankee fan was like, you know Joey Gallo's going to hit a home run against us in the World Series to win a game. Yeah. I saw that too. <laughs> this is a, I mean, these are guys, their team is in first place. They have an 11 game lead. They were crapping on this guy the whole time, the whole season. He gets traded and they immediately go to the worst case scenario that Joey Gallo is going to come back and bite us in the ass. 
And look, I get that. I get that. That's called the need and fear effect. You people think it's all bullshit and I just make this shit up. I'm telling you, it's real because baseball is stupid and it doesn't make sense. I I didn't expect to hear a Tom need and fear reference today, but alas, here we are. Here we are. Years of abuse. I would have loved to ask Vince Scully what he really thought of need and fear. Yeah, I don't think he would have said anything bad about the guy. He doesn't say he... he Wouldn't it be great if that was the one time he just went completely ghetto? <laughs> and Vince Scully just sits there. Let me tell you about that stupid son of a bitch who gave up that home run. Of all the times. Of all the times he could have shit on anybody. Right. And to go back to your Michael K thing, Alonzo, Vin would never. No. Vin would never. If a Dodger player got traded like that... Even if they asked him, I think you're right. Vin goes in the, I mean, the only person Vin really trashed was Mike Piazza, but Hey, he deserved it. You know? Well, and listen, man, I, with Kimbrel at this point, it's like, you kind of look at everything, right? You look at his stats, you look at the, the, the upside, if you will. Um, There's not a lot of other guys that have those stats, right? There's not a lot of other guys that you would want the ball in that situation. So, aside from maybe a Kenley Jansen, you know, maybe a Josh Hader, that's about it, right? Like, there isn't a whole lot of guys that make – There's a, it's a very short list that yeah. makes that list of guys. So and, and that's a part of the reason the Dodgers brought them in. And if there's one thing that I absolutely trust about the Dodgers is guys that they bring in. They just don't bring guys in just to bring guys in. If that were the case, then Juan Soto would be a Dodger right now. So. Hey. And before we forget, I just want to give a shout out to a guy who's actually quietly been pitching really well. And I'm not advocating. So don't at me. I'm not advocating that he should be the closer. I just want to acknowledge because a lot of people crap on this dude. David Price has been pitching really well quietly. I said last week that the dude quietly is doing the thing. And that's that veteran presence that the Dodgers need, right? And he's doing it from the bullpen. Yeah, He's He's not asking to start. He's not crying and bitching and moaning that he's starting. He's quietly doing it from, from the pen and, and doing the veteran thing. Yeah. So, Alicia, to your point, I started with Terano. Hey, but Terano's all day. They're going to have to guide the youngsters. I'm, I'm very proud of David Price. He's, he's doing his job. He's accepting his role. He's not asking for a lot in return, right? He's not a flashy dude. That's, that's going to help, you know? He's not asking for anything. Just, I'm here. I got one job to do, and he's doing it, so. Well, and the other, and the, go ahead. Well, and the other thing too is there's a lot of these dudes in the bullpen that are quietly doing what they're doing, and no one is no one is saying, like Alex Messia. Alex Messia is out there just throwing bombs, yeah. just just crushing everyone, and no one is 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 no one's even pointing it out. And that's another guy, right? And then when when Evan Phillips, who the hell's Evan Phillips? Like, like there's there's a dude I talked to the other day. That big time baseball fan is like, where the hell did you guys find Evan Phillips? It's like, oh, I said the same thing about Max Muncy, and here we are. Yeah. So it's if there's one thing the Dodgers are really good at figuring out is the NC Almonte is another guy, right? Yancey was he's always had the stuff, they just had to refine it, and the Dodgers refined it. So if if there's one thing I'm not overly worried about, it's the Dodgers figuring out what the hell to do with Kimbrel. And if anything, I think what it's showing Kimbrel still putting him out in those high leverage situations. Cause I, what I, so no disrespect to Roger, but I think if you put a closer in a low leverage situation, that's going to backfire so hard on you. Like, like those dudes are not wired to operate like that. 
So you have to kind of keep putting him in the same situation. Yeah, that might piss off fans, but uh, if a guy is the 1% of the 1% of closers, can't do that to him. So you got to keep him in those situations. And go ahead. I just want to make sure, like, we're clear on what's bothering fans, right? It's that he doesn't have clean yeah. outings. But, I mean, he's getting the job done for the most part, correct? Yeah, I mean, but, well, I mean, well, listen, I, I was looking at post- spoiled his- we are. Like, <laughs> we want, I- like, utter and total dominance all the yeah. time. We just want to, like, step on people's throats and, and don't let you – know, and it's like, dude, we're winning. We've got this giant lead. Let's just hope everybody's healthy. They need a pep talk. Sports Empire, they, you're right, man. They need the Macho Man. The, the Macho Man should go up to Craig Kimbrell and talk to him like the way he confronts Hogan. Yeah. And he goes, you have lusted your eyes for Elizabeth. You can't come to me, man, to man, to challenge me for the belt. No, you make me sick. I hate you from the bottom of my heart. So follow-up question, who's cringing harder, Wendy or your daughter? <laughs> they're all they're all upstairs, but you know it's for the best. He's lusting his eyes for Elizabeth. He always is because he can't come to me, man, the man, to challenge me for the belt. I'll, I'll say this in the defense of Craig Kimbrell. He pitched in the World Series last in 2018 against two the Los Angeles Dodgers. His ERA in that World Series was 4.15. My man doesn't have clean innings. My man isn't a lights out like Mariano Rivera, should we say, right? But he gets the job done because what did they do in that World Series? They won the damn thing. So for me, it's if the, if you know what you're getting out of that guy, and you're still going to get the wins, like Alicia says, I don't give a damn if it's a perfect or an immaculate yeah. inning, or if you still you know give up two hits, but you get the, you get the dub. And that's all. Alonso, do you remember in the World Series when Jansen blew that game? How everybody lost their fucking mind, including can me. you? Um, it, it was, I was the first one. Yeah. Can you imagine? What would happen if Kimbrel did that in the playoffs? Alicia's gonna fight so many people that day. She's gonna because um, how are you booing Craig Kimbrel right. to his face? Yeah, yeah, and, <laughs> like it, it's gonna be brutal. But you know what? If they come, if that happens and they win the World Series, will it matter at that point? That's no, true because they won the damn World Series, right? Yeah, you're absolutely right. Uh, before we and wrap Simeon, up, I can't do Hogan because I hate that he guy. Hates Hogan. Yeah, yeah. I, I just won't do it out of principle because. That that guy is uh, he's a mooch. As Scott Steiner, Scott wow. Steiner, excuse me, a mooch. Wow, per- fighting words. Yeah. Hey, if there's anyone that's gonna slap anyone, I think Juan might slap Hogan tonight. Yeah, Hogan will never come on this show because I have a black friend. So. <laughs> Whoa. <laughs> Alonzo, Alonzo caught that reference. So. <laughs> he, he took it there. He took. It yeah, there. I went there. All right. Well, as we wrap this guy up, uh, uh, again, we'll tease it real quick. Monday, it's going to be a really special show. It's going to be a tribute to, to the one and only Vince Scully. I said it before. I'll say it again. I'm really excited about some of the guests that we're going to have on. Uh, and we, and I, I hope that Juan cries. That's my goal. I'm going to try to get Juan to cry. Um, and You know what? I, I might. I, I have to say, like, when I got home from the movie theater and I was watching the Spectrum thing, I was, was still rough. I was still yeah. crying. Yeah, like yeah. Wendy kept looking at me going, why are your eyes all red? I was like, shut up. You don't know anything. I have so, allergies. Yeah, I have allergies. <laughs> Give me a Benadryl. But as the days have progressed, it's it's gotten easier. But I don't know. Uh, talking about him again, uh, it may bring up some some uh, some some feelings. The, the I, reason. I, I, go, oh, ahead. go ahead. No, no, go ahead. 
I'm on a little bit of a delay. My Wi-Fi sucks. I'm sorry. Um, uh, I'm looking forward to it because I had a bunch of random people I do TV and radio stuff with that I've never talked baseball with or I've never talked to Dodgers with that reached out and asked how I was doing. But then they also kind of shared their story. And you don't realize the impact that Vince Scully had. Like yeah. just a wide range of – like one of the dudes, shout out to the homie Bill Riley. Uh, he's the voice of the Utes. And we work together. He is a diehard Royals fan and was one of the first people that reached out. And even he gave me kind of an antidote. And and then he also was jealous that we have Joe Davis. So it's 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 one of those like you don't realize it, I guess you know until it's gone type of thing. And and even then, it, it, a lot of the stuff that we saw, like the 2016 tribute to him, when yeah. all the guys came up and were like tipping their caps to him and stuff. Yeah, I had completely forgotten about that. When I saw that, I was like, "Ay, por qué?" <laughs> like it was like it hurt. And then Yasiel Puig. His post, yeah, that that one I like. I have a pain in my chest. I can't breathe. I, I, I don't know if you guys got. I know Alicia, and I want to. I want to hear uh, from Alicia. Your hair looks great. Um, <laughs> is that <laughs> um, the number of people that reached out to me? Some of them were Dodger fans, but other of them weren't. They they were just like baseball fans, but I, they they knew that I was a Dodger fan, and I think what it is is they knew that this was going to affect me differently than it affected them. Did you guys get any of that? I'm sorry. It, it's going to affect that again. Like that it affected you. If you have friends who aren't Dodger fans, did right. any of them reach out to you because they knew that the death of Vin Scully was going to mean something different to yeah. you as opposed to them? That yeah. surprised me. The number of people that reached out to me. I wasn't surprised. Vin is at that level. There, there isn't Alonso like with respect. Like you brought up Kobe, and that was like devastating loss, and probably because he was so young, and that shouldn't have happened. But yeah, Vin Scully is like next level. You guys love stats, right? Baseball nerds, right? Like numbers, numbers, numbers. Nerds, nerds. <laughs> um, the the number of times that we let Vin Scully into our homes was double that of Chick Hearn. Was double that, like, I mean, yeah. baseball season is so long, and this is before direct TV and all that. You can, it when you bring up, when we bring up that he is the voice of our childhood, it really does mean something. Yeah. It's what, when people talk about fireside chats, that's a broadcasting thing, right? Like, I have no idea what that means. Now I do. It's a, he's, his voice is comforting. It's more than just baseball. It was it was kind of like, and and people that lived here, I, people I went to school with that left, they know just from living here briefly what Vin means to this city. To, of course, to baseball and sports and broadcasting. You know, he's the goat. But I'm just saying as a as somebody that was treated like a family member, and again generationally. I mean, my daughter cried and she doesn't even watch sports like she did growing up with us. You know, it's been Scully. It's that kind. It's like grandpa, like Babyface mentioned earlier. I saw a lot of that on Twitter. Did you see that one? Like, we lost grandpa. I feel like I lost my Theo. Like, he's a family man. And this crosses all, like, uh, ages, race, neighborhoods, Vince Scully. I mean, who has that power? Tell me one other person. No. You know that meme. You know that meme of the the blood and the crypt guy that are holding their flags together. Yes. Yeah. That's what losing Vin is. 
like it brings everyone together to be like yeah. okay like we like you know to talk about it and i i i personally and, and i know roger's looking forward to it because roger talked about it on 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 uh, for those of you that don't know babyface runs our twitter uh you know going to norms in alhambra you know as a kid coming home watching the game i mean i can't even speak for you on your behalf roger go ahead and say what you're gonna say no i'm just that that's like that's like just ingrained in my head of like what growing up was like as a kid right like We'd go and then we we end up at, at at Norms in Alhambra like eleven o'clock, twelve o'clock. Have a late, a late a late breakfast. Go home, and you turn on the TV and it was Vince. There's a picture that I showed. It was Vince Scully, Jerry Doggett, and Ross Porter. That's what you'd see on TV like all the time. And, and that's just like every oh like cool the game's on Channel Eleven. Cool, see so you put it on right. And that's kind of just like that's like you tell me one memory from your childhood. That's like just what sticks in my head, you know. So that yeah, it's just like. It's like I said, like my entire life, you know, he, from the moment I knew what baseball was or whatever, I'm watching games. This man was on my TV, you know. Sports Would Empire. you like to try some Dodger trivia? <laughs> it's a shout out to Ross Porter. There everybody. it is. There <laughs> it is. Uh, go, uh, go ahead, Alonzo, what you were going to. To Sports Empire, he had a question. Is Monday going to be live or pre-recorded? It will be pre-recorded. Uh, only because we, we have uh, more than one guest. So, uh, so that's why. But um, but it, it we do want you guys to chime in. It please share whatever stories, whatever you know, it, you know. Even if you if you cried like Juan and I did, and we just pretend like we didn't cry, go ahead and say that too. Uh, it was the, it was the allergies. It was the tumbleweeds. Well, Princess Del Valle cried. She just oh, didn't want to admit it. She made me admit it first. <laughs> what I'm pissed about is you guys went to a movie and didn't invite me. So fuck you, guys, for starters, because oh, we're, we weren't at the same theater. Lies. Slanderous. Uh, trust me. Wait, what movie well, did you see? Yeah, what, what did you guys see? Nope. Yeah, no I saw where the crawdads sing. So trust <laughs> me, we were not in the same movie theater. Uh, but I, but I'm looking. Highly recommend Nope. By the way, I uh, I and if I, you're a kid, I highly recommend Crawdads. Where the crawdads <laughs> sing. I was I was low key hoping you were like, oh, I went to go watch the new Minions movie. Yeah. Oh, I like the Minions. Um, but. Stay tuned for Monday. It's gonna be it's gonna be a, a good one. I'm I'm looking forward to it. Uh, but let's do our predictions real quick. So Juan, you have the tally. How uh, how did last week go? Okay, uh, let's go ahead and do a recap. Nobody won. And I'm pissed nobody, about last week because nobody <laughs> thanks, had thanks to Juan. Thanks to Juan, he just messed <laughs> up. How was it Juan's fault? Nobody because had the he comes Dodgers. In with his doom and gloom, and he gets it in my head. And so forget it. I'm not I'm not I'm not listening to anything Juan says anymore. <laughs> So what you're saying is Juan Toribio and Juan Ramirez both got in your head for the wrong reasons, and here we are now. You've made yeah. bad decisions. The first one was listening to guys named Juan. So nobody had the Dodgers going 7-1, okay? No. And I will go ahead and own up to it. I was the guy that said the Dodgers would go 3-5. and five. I was the one that was expecting a horrible road trip, okay? In your defense, though, in your defense, they were playing in Colorado. Thank you. Thank you. Um, so, uh, not even our listeners, our listeners came close. Uh, Efren had them going six and two. So, uh, he, he missed it by one. Uh, and then Frank and, and Simeon, I'm, I'm sorry, but you guys were doomed the minute Babyface went five and three. So <laughs> I, I said it to you guys last week, my condolences to you guys. Uh, we'll on. have you, we'll have you guys chime in with your picks just some advice. You probably want to wait until Babyface makes his picks, and then you guys should put yours in. 
What, just, uh, what were, we, were, we were actually closer than you guys, so what, how are we doomed? All, all I'm saying is perhaps in the, in, the, in the same spirit of Dylan Hernandez, perhaps I motivate the Dodgers to play well. Calm have, you down. Ever, have you ever thought about that? Calm down. My have God. you ever thought the sacrifices I make humiliating myself on this program to try to motivate the team that I love? That's how much I love them. I'm willing to we sacrifice for them. Thanking you. I get it. There Thank we you. go. Thank you. Bob. Thank you. Uh, so the you know, I'm not your eyebrows are gift enough. Thank you very much. <laughs> the, the reason I'm not going to thank Alicia, you is... don't let them don't let them fool you. You're falling for it. Don't let them fool you. The reason I'm not going to uh, uh, you know agree with you is because this isn't a bit. This is really you. That's that's my favorite part. It's not a bit. Uh, uh, what were mine and Alicia's picks? Because I honestly don't remember. So you had them four and four, okay. and then Alicia was doomed by Babyface too. Five. Alicia and Babyface both went five and three. Okay. So let's just update the standings on the year. So in first place is the guy who doesn't know anything about baseball and is just a hater, myself, with seven <laughs> points. Then uh, Alonzo has six, Alicia has six, Roger has four, and our listeners have two. So our listeners are, are in the ball game. So let's go ahead. So we're playing uh, five what? games, five games next week. Three against the show pads and then two against the twins of Minnesota. Okay. Okay. Go, uh, go ladies first. Alicia, go ahead. So five games. See. Yes. I'm going to, I'm going to be super confident and go four and one. Four and one. Alonzo. Oh, boys. I'm also going to go four and one. Oh, wow. Okay, I'm going to go uh, with two and three. Jesus, bro. What? Por qué? Explain. I will explain. I don't like the pitching matches against the show pods. And Sports Empire agrees with me. All right. Now, now real quick, when, when you're, you're on that one, the pitching matchups against the show pods. Yes. Manea versus Gonsolin. Who's having a better season? Gonsolin. Have you seen Gonsolin's last few starts? Wow. Next game, Clevenger, Clevenger against Heaney. Heaney's, yeah, small. That's small the one game size. I think they're going to win. Small sample size, but he's been pitching really well. Third game, Darvish against Anderson. Who's having a better season? Anderson. The, and for the record, that's going to be the best game of the series, in my humble opinion. Have you seen how Darvish... Earlier this season, Darvish didn't look good against the show pods. But other than that... Darvish has pitched well against the show pods. And what I haven't heard you say, Babyface, is how amped the show pods are going to be to come into Dodger Stadium. Friday night, the Dodgers are going to be emotional because you don't know what they have planned for, for the Scully Tribune. Yeah. And the show pods are not the San Francisco Giants. You're, you're the, Do the Dodgers aren't going to be amped, too. They know what the Padres did. They talked about it. They said they got better. They know exactly what's coming into town. How did the Dodgers play against the show pods in the beginning of last year? Weren't the show pods playing those games like last this? year? How are the Dodgers <laughs> playing right now? How are they playing right now? The last month out. and a half. How have the Dodgers been playing? Did not work out. So like the beginning of last year doesn't count. It didn't do when it mattered. Like the Juanito. beginning of last year is Juanito. not. Yeah. Vince Scully just died. Don't yes. you think that they're just going to fuck everything up, bro? In the words of Vin Scully, the, the man I think who knew the, uh, the Dodgers better than anyone, in the history of the Dodgers, has anything come easy to them? No, but at the same time, 
They're not. They're, they're not. Uh, there is no chance that they're not. No, not win for Vin. Bro, the Padres just lost. I mean, right? if yeah. that was the case, why didn't they win the World Series in 2017? Because the Astros cheated. Thank you. <laughs> you, you for, did you forget that part? But the powers of Vin Scully wouldn't have overpowered that did, did, because did, they were cheating. Did Juan do a heel turn, or has this always been Juan? He, this is this is a John Cena heel turn right now. We we'll, can't we'll see. Juan is staying true to character. So oh, yeah, 100%. If this oh, is going to keep the Dodgers playing the way they are, then we don't want Juan to stop being Juan. That's, that's also a great point. From a risk assessment. The Dodgers. This is what I'm saying. Tyler Anderson is having a good season. He also gave up five runs to a weak San Francisco Giants offense in one inning. Is the Padres offense the same as the Giants? No, no. I mean, this would no. So, so we should say that then about today that the Padres gave up six runs to the Rockies. What I was, gonna say, what I was yeah, I was gonna say, they're, and they're, it was Musgrove. Yeah, I mean, so what leaving. I'm saying is, is a good pitcher can have a bad outing, 100%. right? I mean, this offense is leaves and bounds better than the Giants, but at the same time, these dudes also just joined the damn team. Like, you got to give it some time. <laughs> Like, you can't expect Soto to just go, hey, and do Robbie Cano in 2009. Like, that's not how that works, man. Look, either way, I'm going to be damned if I do or damned if I don't. Because if they end up going two and three, Babyface is going to hate me for somehow being right, and it was my fault. Uh, Philip just has the comment of the night. Philip, I, I think we should send him a shirt. Uh, Juan is still stuck in 2017. <laughs> Whatever, no, dude. Philip is still he, stuck in 1983. Last no, time the Raiders won the Super Bowl. You're stuck in you 85. You're stuck in 85. Yeah, yeah I am stuck in 85. So get it right, Philip. It's not 2017. It's 1985. That's the one that hurt my feelings. Oh, Roger, what's your prediction? Um, I'm going to say they're going to go four and one. I mean, yeah. You I almost went five and zero, oh, didn't you? <laughs> no, I, I'm giving the Padres that they'll probably get one game. Um, but I mean, I expect it to be a a, a a good series, you know. And it could go either way, like it could go either way. And if the Padres would win two out of three, I'm not going to be like, oh my gosh, the Padres are the team to beat. I mean, <laughs> which is what I said, Alonso. I said the Padres are going to, but <laughs> me saying not... that the Dodgers are going to lose two out of three, I'm no. out of my mind. What are you talking about? No, but I'm, but I'm if not... he says it, it's no, okay. I'm not saying I'm not saying they're going to win, but I'm saying if they would, I'm not going to be like, oh my gosh, like I said, it's the end of the world. But the pot, I don't think the Padres are going to win two out of three. I think the Dodgers are going to take two out of three, and then they're going to sweep the Twins. Even though the Twins are the first place team, but in the Central or whatever, I don't think it's it's a strong division. Dodgers should take care of business. This is a uh, a heel turn I didn't expect. In in alas, <laughs> is Vince Russo with you by chance? Uh, for those of you that don't know who Vince Russo is, including Alicia, that's who uh, who, who discovered who wrote the NWO. That's that's how that started. <laughs> Um, Alicia's just like, what, what the, the hell's the NWO? Yeah. What, what is this? Right? It New is. World, New World Order. Hey, see, she's been on YouTube. I'm learning. See? I want to be able to discuss this with you guys. And everybody seems to love wrestling. What do you, why do you say it like that? That we've been complimenting know, right? your hair and your eyebrows and then you go out and disparage wrestling? What the hell, man? I just didn't know, eh? Now uh, <laughs> I... I think it's incredible that Roger just said the same shit that Juan just said. And <laughs> no, I get it because Juan actually thinks that the Padres are going to win two out of three. I said if they would happen to win two out of three. Juan actually thinks they're going to win two out of three. Do you really think they're going to win two out of three, Juan? Sincerely. Um, yeah, I think there's a possibility. I think it's a toss-up. I, I Look, 
you do you guys think Gonsolin is pitching right now the same way he was pitching? Now, mind you, he had some bad luck in the Nationals uh, game, so he wasn't really hit hard. In the All-Star game, he was hit hard against elite guys. The show pods have elite guys. Uh, you don't think he could have bad luck in a game, too? Uh, baseball ebbs and flows. You talked about that. And exactly. right now, and he's on, he's on a downward ebb. But you know what? It's August, man. Like, Look, all I'm saying is this. I'm playing with house money. If right. the Dodgers win two out of three, fantastic. I'm okay with owning up to my picks. I'm not going to blame anybody else. And say, hey, why did you make no, me pick this? Because you're putting it out there already. You're putting those bad vibes into the, the irony. Let me tell you, though. if what I do affects the Dodgers, then they have no chance of ever winning. <laughs> Thank you. So then you can't tell me that I'm jinxing the game when I'm telling you, hey, so-and-so there it is. a good game. That's what Thank I was hoping you. would you come just, out. You just said it. The underlying issue, I was hoping it'd come out, and there it is. Uh, but also, in your defense, Juan, you've been saying the same shit about the Raiders since 1983, and here you are. That's true, but they beat the Jaguars. They beat the Jaguars, and they're going to be the preseason champs. Shout out to the homie Devin Lloyd. Uh, I hope he hit every Raider that he hit tonight as hard as he possibly could. <laughs> uh, well, we're going to go uh, ahead. Eric Hernandez, any shocker the Padres sweep? <gasps> Do we have an infiltrator? Are you Hold from up, San Diego, man. Eric? <laughs> what's, hey, show me your phone number, Foo. Like, what's it, 619? Uh, I don't know. I, I don't I Listen, the Padres, the Padres – should be good. They should be good. I've said it a hundred times. Their pitching's legit. They should be good. They've just not performed. And also, they've been a victim of injuries, too, right? Tatis and all those freak injuries. Either way, I mean, they added Juan Soto. They added Josh Hader. They added Drury. They went out and made the moves, right? Yeah. Hey, look, Eric, I don't think it's that crazy because I was old enough to remember when the Pirates came into Dodger Stadium and swept the Dodgers. Or, or when the Nationals came into Dodger Stadium and won two out of three. No, Alicia's going to choke you. I, but we're not supposed to lose to those teams. Yeah. We're supposed, supposed to lose. <laughs> there's, no, there's a difference. One is not the other. We've talked about the Dodgers not getting up for the less than team. Right. The Padres are no longer a less than team. So they're going to be up for it. That's it's not the point. same as the Pirates and the Nationals. I mean, those are those fluke games. All great teams do them, even in football. No one goes undefeated. You lose to teams that you're not supposed to lose to. CC I, Patriots. I just want I – I know I keep bringing this up, but you guys love numbers. The last eight at-bats that Soto had against the Dodgers, he was limited to two hits. A couple of strikeouts. There's a walk in there. I am not worried about Soto, and they just got together. Like Alonso said, they're going to need some time to gel, and hopefully, it never happens like the Lakers. And oh. how, how soon? How oh. soon? Oh. How, how soon before Soto and Tatis and Machado are fighting each other? Right. So I, I don't even think that's a thing. Like honestly, I don't even think wow. that's a thing, bro. Like at the end of the day, We've got three Dominican brothers on the team. Yeah. <laughs> like, they're gonna party Machado together. and Tatis last year wanted to choke each other out. So. But also, but also, let's be present. Let's be present. Yeah. I mean, <laughs> it, it, listen, at the end of the day, the Padres did what they had to do, but the Dodgers' objective is what? To win a championship. Yes. Yeah. The, the, the Padres at this point would be stoked to win a wild card, right? Like, they would be elated. But the Dodgers, Eric Caro said it best on this very show. You look at the Dodgers roster, sick. They're getting into the playoffs. The next step is what? To win the pennant. That's where the Dodgers are at. The Padres have to win that. What They're what, 12 back? If I'm not mistaken, yeah, they're 12 and a half actually. Oh, 12 and a half. Get it together real quick, then, huh? Yeah. 
So again, it, it's that's unless the Dodgers cataclysmically fail on and fall on their faces, everyone gets hurt, and they don't. Then they just have terrible series, which obviously they're doing fine still because they just swept the Giants. The likelihood of that isn't there, right? But the Padres are good. Cool, they're good. But the Dodgers know the task at hand. By the way, the loss I have, it's the last game against the Twins. I don't even have them losing to the Padres. Oh. I like that Be, because that that that's the game that should have been a Kershaw start. There you yeah. go. See, my man's reading. My man's reading through the lines. Well, if you oh, think, sorry. oh, go ahead. Well, we're we're gonna <laughs> end the thing, uh, real quick. Bet online presented the show. If you want to go bet on any of the games that we just talked about, like we just did, betonline.ag. Use our promo code, which is believe fifty, B L E A V five zero, and you will receive a fifty percent welcome bonus on your first deposit. Huge shout out to uh, Bet Online for presenting this week's episode. Uh oh, six two six from Eric Hernandez. I see that? Yeah, well, I mean that's also Juanito's hood too. So I mean, they're hey, the 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 devil's advocate over here, trying to start stuff. But you know what? That's good content, so I'll take it. That's right. <laughs> well, thank you with us, Eric. Thank you everybody for joining in. Yes, thank you everyone, Philip. Even though you're still stuck in 1983, I don't know how you're watching this if you're stuck in 83 <laughs> or whatever. Uh, but if you're not following any of us, the the ticker shows are all of our handles on the socials. Uh, for Instagram, Twitter, whatever, how all that stuff works, go follow us. We, we'd love to chat with you guys. Send us your predictions. Chime in. Uh, let us know uh, uh, how you feel about Juan's heel turn, and, uh, and we'll go from there. But on that note, go Dodgers, and uh, we will catch you on the next one. See you. Thank you for listening to this week's episode. Please subscribe and leave a review to the Bleed Lows podcast. The Bleed Lows podcast is a Dodgers Beat production. Thank you for listening to Believe. You can show support to your host by subscribing to the show and giving us a five-star rating on your preferred platform. Check us out at Believe.com and search for B-L-E-A-V on YouTube.